Welcome to another episode of Speaking of Education. I am Ben Potter of Mount Vernon Ventures, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Blumenkrantz, and Mount Vernon's own, the one, the only, the legendary Ricky Hyde, one of the best teachers that I've ever known, and a guy who uh, basically um, uh, made my life a lot less stressful last year. Do you do you remember that, Ricky? Uh, I do about remember to have that. Our first kid, I was teaching a class and never taught, and you said, hey, here's a bunch of resources because I know how this thing... <laughs> I know how this thing works. So yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, you you pretty much saved my life. Oh, Ben and Alex, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, we're excited to chat with you today. Um, you you teach um, an amazing class here at Mount Vernon called I Project. And, uh, you know, we wanted to have an opportunity just to kind of hear more about the class, you know, maybe why it was created, sort of how you run it. Uh, maybe some of the wins in the class and even some of the challenges. I think um, people listening would would certainly um, think that was helpful as well. So yeah, just kind of tell us more about you and the class and um, you know, we'll get our conversation started. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, a fantastic class to teach. I've absolutely loved it. Um, most of my career was in the nonprofit sector. So I created educational programs for Hands on Atlanta and Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, I took some time off to be a stay-at-home parent with my kiddos um, and ran my own graphic design firm. So it's uh, my career has been kind of all over the place, which it makes it perfect for a project-based class. Um, but it's definitely one of my favorites to teach here at, at Mount Vernon. I also teach Intro to Psychology, Leadership in Action. Um, ben, I just did a history class that was all about revolutions, which was my oh, first that- time teaching it. I love that one. Was it was it the off with their heads course? Yes, it was. Yeah, great, great class. <laughs> yeah. I got That's to follow, the, I got to follow your footsteps on that one. So much fun. Well, I, you know, I stand on the shoulders of giants. The, <laughs> the team the team did some good lifting there. That's a fun class, though. But I even told the kids like so. Part of I project that I'll, I'll explain in a second is they do inquiry um, projects, and I told them that like I had been running this um, revolutions class. And I had to do deep dives into eight different revolutions to learn everything I could about them. Um, and then I missed it when it went away. I was like, oh man, like what revolution am I going to learn about now? So uh, one of the things in iProject that we offer is a chance to dive into those subjects that you don't get a chance to, to see and, and experience in other classes. So um, that's kind of fun. That's awesome. What, um, I'm just curious, uh, are there any like kind of examples that come to mind as like kind of neat that kids have sort of, you know, uh, uh, been interested in for a class like that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, um, it's been fun to see, you know, it all starts with passion. So I project started out as, you know, with Mount Vernon's commitment to project-based learning and wanting to, to call it out that this was a graduation requirement for students to take two laps through I project and I project two. Um, to learn how to do a better project. Um, but it, in the early days, it didn't have a lot of form or structure to it. And so it ended up with projects that were all over the map as far as quality. Um, and some students finishing earlier, some students struggling to even finish at all. Um, so when Lynn Luster and I came on board to work with that project, that was one of the first things we wanted to do. We wanted to give it more structure to make it more standardized. 
and also to try to get the kids to take their projects to the next level. Um, so that's what we've really been working on the last couple of years, and it's really working well. Um, but particularly one of the additions was um, we added in Genius Hour uh, from an idea from John Spencer, uh, which is also called 20% Time. So every Wednesday uh, in my iProject 1 and iProject 2 classes, we have a time to look at an inquiry project um, and really dive deep into it to learn about it. So students do all kinds of stuff. Um, they can look at things that they might be interested in as a career, like particularly like medicine and biology. We've had some fantastic ones. Um, it can also be things that they're just curious about. Like I mentioned, like revolutions, like what historical revolutions. I've got you know, one right now that just is launching about the way that music is used in propaganda, uh, which was kind of a cool one. Mm -hmm. Looking at wow. music affecting That's wars. Awesome. <clears throat> um, yeah. Also had a student who, who decided that he wanted to look at sports around the world. And so he looked at Bo Taoshi, which is a Japanese sport that has 300 players on the field at once. And the what? goal is to topple a pole. <laughs> and I was what? like, how, how do you eat? like? Is it so like capture yeah. the flag kind of? It is, yeah. <laughs> that's, it was that's really neat. It was created as a military training program. Makes but sense. He, he found it and was like, I, I want to learn about like these interesting sports. So like, I want to learn more about cricket. You know, I want to learn more about Bo Taoshi. Like, so it's, wow. it's been fun to give some, some time for them to do that as an inquiry project. Um, and then at the end, we share out what we've learned. Um, and I project one, I have them create a visual work to share. It could be an infographic, a poster, a slide deck, presentation. Um, and in I project two, I'm piloting it this time that they're going to create a podcast series called Getting Curious with iProject. Uh, mm. And that's gonna be um, two of our iProject designers talking about what they learned as their inquiry project. So I think that'll be really fun. So we'll see how it goes. So Ricky, if you could kind of um, zoom out and share with us you know, the highlights of like, if we were looking at the course syllabus type thing, uh, and it's a nine, is it a nine week? It's a nine week course. Nine week course, okay, is one of our mods here at Mount Vernon. Um, kind of like from start to finish, like what are the different, um, you know, touch points throughout those nine weeks that the kids are gonna go through? So one, like there, there's three main things that Lynn and I adjusted for iProject to give it some structure. Um, number one was starting with something that the kids are passionate about. So that was the first thing was, not having it be an idea we give to them or push them in a direction, but really starting to build a project from what they want to learn more about or experience. Um, once we made that switch, the ideas that they come up with early in the mod are fantastic and we can sculpt and, and help with. Um, the second to give a framework for the, the whole experience is to think of it as the design thinking class. So rather than a class that has a project at the end, we switched it to say it's a design thinking class with a summative project. And so by thinking about it as we're teaching them design thinking that's gonna have the effect throughout all the projects that they do uh, in, in high school, college, career, uh, that was a big change for us. So we use uh, John Spencer's, uh, again, uh, launch cycle. Mm -hmm. that walks them through a full lap of design thinking um, that then they will launch out. And the third part is they launch to an authentic audience. 
Um, so again, that was another switch that we put, which was they have to launch to somebody who cares about their, their project. And we used to do um, expeditions of learning and that was fun for people to come by and see what they were working on. But really I found like, uh, I'll tell you about a great project in a second, but Grayson um, wants to be a video game designer. Oh, so, great, great kid. I know that oh guy. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> great guy. Um, so um, in iProject One, Grayson created his first video game. And so while it was great to play test it with students in class at, at Mount Vernon for me to play test it, which I died repeatedly, <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it was fun for him to be able to share that with other people who are game designers. So his cousin's a game designer. He was able to get real feedback from people in the industry about his game skills. Um, so that's what, like by an authentic audience, pushing it beyond the grade book out into the world is really important to us. So for the class, uh, we try to scaffold that throughout the whole process. Um, so starting out the first week or so is talking about ideas and inspiration, uh, where good ideas come from and what things that they might be interested in. So we're tapping into that passion. Mm -hmm. um, and then I start to scaffold them through the design thinking framework. So looking at um, the steps of the launch cycle so that they can discover, then start to narrow down their ideas, um, design a solution and create their prototype. Um, and then you know, after a few weeks of doing that, then we highlight and fix what, you know, we highlight what's working, fix what's not, and then we launch to an authentic audience and then we do some reflection at the very end of the course. Oh, I love that. What a, what a great opportunity to, like, as you said, really dive into a passion, but also give them scaffolding on how to work through projects going forward. Um, that's amazing. Uh, you had mentioned sort of grading. Um, I'm sure people listening are like, you know, I don't hear a test in there. What, you know, how, how do students get, you know, assessed in this class? So mainly we have been doing mindset assessments. So we're assessing them on creative thinking, collaboration, um, solution seeking, um, sort of the Mount Vernon mindsets that we usually use. Um, I end up having two summatives. Um, their final pro project is a summative and their final inquiry for like genius hour or getting curious with iProject is a summative. Um, but throughout the course, I've got uh, altitude assign or cards or assignments that we create so that I can have like these touch points with them. And mm -hmm. a lot of this is feedback. It's not about the score for them in this. Um, it's a pass fail course, but it is about the feedback that I can get to them on their assignments. So when I see them sketch out an idea, um, being able to give them feedback uh, written and verbal in class helps me a lot to be able to like give them some ideas about like drop some breadcrumbs about what they might want to think about mm -hmm. uh, and let them explore that and then decide if that's something they want to incorporate into the project as well. Gotcha. That's, uh, um, that's amazing. Um, so then, so my next question is, so I, obviously it sounds like this is an elective class, um, you know, and I can think of students in my classroom would have been like, I would love to take this class. However, at Mount Vernon, it's a required class, right? And I can right. also think of those students who maybe have, you know, a little bit more trouble getting going. So what do you do with the kid at the beginning of the year? Who, you know, what are you passionate about? And 
the answer is, well, I don't know, or I can't think of something. Like, how do you really kind of get them going? Yeah, that's hard. That's, that's probably the hardest thing that Lynn and I have to work with is trying to figure out when we have, it's easy when we have students that come in and say, you know, I want to be a video game designer. Like, boom, that's your project. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, it's a lot harder when we have students that f- struggle to understand like what they might want to do a project with. And what I find is that they're too often thinking about projects in terms of school projects, what they've done in school before, Mm -hmm. not thinking about it in an expansive view of the things that we do all the time that are projects. Um, So I'll often talk to them about it in terms of a subject that you're really interested in, that you want to learn more about or do that you find fun or relaxing, Mm -hmm. um, work that you enjoy doing. Um, or a problem that you want to solve. And usually from something I love, um, work that I enjoy, or a problem I want to solve, we can find something that can kind of guide them into a project. Um, Like the example that I often give them is, um, I love writing. I do not like writing on deadlines. I've struggled with that throughout school. So when I was in my nonprofit career, I applied to be like a director of communications at one point. And all my friends were like, no, like you're going to be writing on deadline all the time, Uh like press releases and letters. And like, you're going to hate that. And I was like, but I love the organization. They're like, yeah, but you're going to hate the work. Um, So I tell the kids that like, if you love writing, let's do a creative writing project. You know, let's let's write have, write a children's book, write a series of short stories. Let's let's get you to, to do your poetry anthology. Like, let's be creative with that. If you don't like writing, don't pick one that has writing. <laughs> or today, I had a uh, we did um, in I Project Two, which I branded I Project Idea Lab um, this round. Um, we had them do Shark Tank pitches to the class to like talk about their project, and I had student talk about how he was going to create a website my first question was do you enjoy creating websites he was like no like "Hmm, maybe let's think about something that (laughs) you not doing a website so what are some other avenues that we can use to get your project out into the world besides a website so i think helping them to realize like what options are available and how to guide them through that is important so cool. that's awesome. I'm curious, does it ever, um, so in terms of like, uh, uh, looking at how a student is, you know, uh, progressing in a course like this, are you looking for mastery of certain skills? Or are you looking for measurable progress? I guess, how do you, um, well, I guess, what does, what does feedback look like? And how does the student know that they're, they're kind of tracking? It's a good question. Um, I think a, a lot of feedback that I give is encouragement. It's encouragement and challenge. Uh, ah, mainly the great. two things that I do. Um, encouragement on you're on the right track. Keep going. This looks great. Um, and then challenge in those curious questions of have you considered, uh, have you thought about, you might look at uh, and sort of gently guiding them in a direction that looks good. Uh, making sure that they're making progress um, and that they are doing like taking a big task and cutting it down. That's one of the biggest skills that we're working on here too, 
is I think the students are used to um, getting an assignment, getting the first idea that they have, mm-hmm. doing it as fast as possible, and then never thinking about it again. And <laughs> Lynn and I hate that. So we're both like, okay, we're not doing any of that. So it's, it's not the first idea you have. It's yeah. let's, let's brainstorm 10 ideas that mm-hmm. solve your problem. And let's take the best elements of those to make your super awesome idea. Do any students um, get nervous about that at first? They do, definitely. And, and they, some of them will, will get tunnel vision on one idea. Mm. So I try to help them to like, oftentimes at that point, I look at, you know, like um, look at a, a broader um, version of things. So like, for example, um, we do a fun uh, activity uh, that's based on patently stupid from uh, Jackbox games, uh, which I've, I've created in class. And so we'll come up with like funny things that they want to change about school. And so like one of the, the things will be like, you know, what's one thing you want to change about school? And they'll say the stairs. So I'll use that as an example. Like often <laughs> the solution is, you know, like escalator or elevator. Like, okay, those are definitely solutions to having a lot of stairs in school. But let's be creative. Like, what about a firefighter's pole to get down really fast? What about jetpacks for every student? So we water just, slide. Exactly. Water I was, slide. I was thinking that. <laughs> right. So like that, all of those fun ideas solve the problem. So they are all versions. And, and if we think about all, all of those, maybe it leads us to something else that's even more fun. Um, and then we can evaluate is a water slide, you know, is that something that we can actually do here? Well, yeah. well people would, would get their uniforms wet. So then we can like, we can eliminate some <laughs> of them. But I think that, that that kind of creative thinking helps them to break out of sort of mm-hmm. an idea of like, I'm on a track, I've got one idea. Um, so helping to frame a problem is often that, that step to say like, okay, I get that your solution is this, but what else can we do? Mm-hmm. And actually a lot of students have come up with ideas uh, for iProject that impact Mount Vernon because mm-hmm. they're excited about doing something that can improve their own environment and school experience. Um, so often we have to be really creative about that. Um, but we've had some really fun projects that they're, and I've got a few this mod as well that they're working on that would help the school um, in significant ways and being able to look at it from a perspective of how do I, you know, how do I help the student, you know, uh, experience at Mount Vernon helps them to be able to be open to other solutions besides maybe the one that they're thinking of. Hmm. That's really cool. Um, that reminds me of the, 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 a couple of girls a few years ago who, um, their iProject, um, ended up being the ground floor floor coffee here yes. at school. And we actually brought them back when the school was open two years ago, they came at, you know, came at back, they'd since graduated. So they came back for the, you know, big launch at the beginning of the school year. So, I mean, what it all, I mean, talk about authentic users and, and, you know, Absolutely. your, your project. I mean, you can't get better like that. Literally it was created and built and people use it every day. So that's amazing. Absolutely. They've, they've done the ground floor is a great example. Um, the redesign of the parking uh, over the summer was also part of an I project. Uh, we've had students uh, helping to like redesign the uniform 
uh, and looking at um, how to make more uniform gear that, that students want to wear. Um, we had a student do a project that got launched about uh, providing snacks in the upper school um, and more food options. Um, I think what else we've had, uh, we've got one right now that I'm really excited about um, that she just pitched, but to help the sports medicine department here um, mm. do better um, information about recovery for student athletes and to come up with a booking system to help alleviate the um, large wait time when a lot of students need to see the trainers um, and are waiting around, um, but you know, because our trainers are in demand. So I think that's a great one. And she wants to be um, a physical therapist or in sports medicine. So it's a great way for her to dabble into like her career, um, which is one of the best examples of eye projects that I've seen is, you know, there've been several that I've had over the last year that were students who wanted to test out career paths. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so rewarding to see that that you know, pays dividends for them. That's so great. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are at schools that don't have as much flexibility as we do here at Mount Vernon to just create this amazing elective class where, you know, there's not necessarily tests and A's and, and B grades. Um, what are some things that you could maybe challenge us with Ricky or challenge a listener to, to start moving in the direction of maybe, you know, something they could do right now with the long-term goal of creating a class like this? That's a great question. I think the number one thing I would suggest is look at the audience for the student work. Uh, I think that's been the biggest change is having an authentic audience mm -hmm. and for the students to know that it, it's not going to end in a grade book. Their work is going to be shared with, with somebody out there. So um, if that's, um, you know, like Maggie Sims wrote a song in iProject and like mocked up album covers and then released her EP on Spotify. So that's her authentic audience is getting it out to the music industry. Um, wow. That's a different level of wanting to work on this than... Mm -hmm. Mr. Hyde's the only person that's going to see this. Yeah. Um, so I think that that would be my challenge is how can you challenge the kids to find an authentic audience for their work? Um, and then be able to share that out is important. Um, I even use that in the history class that we were talking about with, with Off With Their Heads. Um, I rebranded it Off With Their Heads Revolutions. Love that. No, that's so good. That's but, uh, so like we looked at that. And so every summative that the kids had, they shared out to the whole class. Um, mm -hmm. So every, every summative that we did was part of a presentation. So they did a variety of different presentation styles, but each one was shared with their peers, um, which helped to give a different level of work that you were going to need to, to present. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't just for the grade. It was also for being able to share and be funny and bragging rights in class. Um, so authentic audience, whether it's in the classroom or outside, ideally, has really helped us a lot. Um, and I think that also has helped that the students connect to those passions too. Grayson being able to share his video game with people that design video games. Uh, Akil sharing his uh, research on COVID with the Harvard uh, Public Health Review um, mm -hmm. because he wants to be an epidemiologist and is at Harvard now. So but that kind of stuff I think is really helpful to get those projects um, to go to the next level uh, to help 
the kids be passionate about it and see that their work means something beyond it's an assignment to turn in and check off. I think it's great advice for adults too. (laughs) You know, for for myself, you know, that's just, oh, that's, yeah, that's authentic. No matter what age you are, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Being able to share with other people what you do um, also gives you that, like, I think, so we just, we're in week three, we're just starting week three of our mod. And so the end of week two, and then today we're wrapping up, I've had the students in iProject 2 give Shark Tank pitches of what their project is, um, what their next steps are. And Mm -hmm. then everybody in the class gets to to vote as a shark, whether they want to invest in this or if they want to send them into the tank. Um, So it's been a fun process for them to go through, but it's also a really encouraging group that have helped even on the rougher project ideas to help smooth out the edges and encourage them to move forward with their projects. So everyone got approved. I don't think anybody got completely thrown into the tank, um, but I think that it was, it was a way to get real feedback from, from your audience yeah. um, and then be able to like move forward. So I think that sharing those ideas and being able to talk about it, so important. And I think that authentic audience can be woven into any other class. Like it's easy for iProject for us to look at that but even in that history class, it was, you know, trying to get them to do more than just turn in the assignment, but to share exactly what they had learned with their, with their peers. That's super cool. Well, is there a way um, that you authentically share your class with the outside world? How could we follow you? Do you, are you on Twitter or Instagram? Maybe this I is a am... challenge to you. <laughs> I think it is a challenge to me. That was actually in one of my goals for next year. Um, I feel, I feel like, so next year I am teaching, the majority of my teaching is going to be iProject and iProject 2. Um, so I think that that part of what I need to do better at as a teacher is to be a better storyteller. Mm. Um, so being able to get the stories out of what they're doing in the classroom, uh, I think will be a very important part of that. But any, anybody we'll can reach sign, me. Yes, we will school. sign on for any and all of that. So as oh, yeah, you, sign me up. That sounds yeah, great. As you develop those storytelling avenues, please keep us posted and we will share those with you know all of our um, partners with MB Ventures, you know, who follow us and we can have them follow you as well and, and hear more about iProject. I think it's such a it's such a unique class. It's not a unique idea. You know, I remember an independent study in college, but I think being able to do it at the high school level and really support those students with skills, but, you know, developing those passions too, that, you know, who knows what they're going to go with and, you know, continue on. So I think it's, it's one of the things that really makes Mount Vernon different. And that's what we're looking to kind of share out with, with other people who are want to do education differently. And I often say to the kids like that, I'm not as concerned about their presentation now being fantastic or flawless. It's mm-hmm. not this presentation that's important. It's the job interview. It's asking somebody out. It's selling your first prototype. It's selling your company. Like mm-hmm. those yeah. are the presentations that they've got to nail and that'll be important in life. So this is all practice. So all of this is like them learning how to prototype and how to expand an idea, how to develop it out, how to present that to other people and get people on board just those are life skills so it's fun to be able to see that transformation for them and see when that clicks in so totally that's awesome well 
Ricky, thank you so much for doing this. I know you've given up valuable planning time to, you know, <laughs> talk with talk with me and Alex. So uh, really appreciate it. I definitely benefited from it and learned a lot from you as always. So uh, very grateful. Well, thank thanks for so having much. me, you we're, guys. We're looking forward to hearing more of your adventures coming up. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. Sounds okay. good. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye.